Welcome to the Third Real Podcast, the show where we deep fuck. <laughs> we deep fuck? Hang on. I did, did not agree to this. Way too early for that type of shenanigans, young man. Oh boy, okay. Welcome to the Third Wheel Podcast, the show where we geek out over movies and TV shows. My name is Ryan, and with me, as always, is Mike. Uh, I might be leaving early today. And Dave. Hey-o! Good morning, everybody. Hello, Happy Easter! good morning. No one's going anywhere. I've captured your attention because we have a special episode today. Today, we're exploring uh, the best live-action comic book movie heroes and the most terrible villains yet to be adapted to the big screen... We'll be discussing those favorite character adaptations, envisioning how unadapted villains could be brought to life, and imagining epic showdowns between these villains and our favorite heroes. So grab your popcorn, put on your cape, and let's dive into this action-packed episode. So leading into Ow. today's recording, I asked you both, and myself, I said myself, and also tell Dave and Mike, what are the top five favorite comic book hero adaptations? From there, I've chosen uh, four from our three lists to discuss today. Um, and I also did the same thing for our favorite terrible villains that haven't been adapted yet. You guys really struggled with that part. You somehow both sent me Nolan's Joker. I'm clearly not understanding yeah. your assignment. Um, because yeah. I love him. <laughs> because you asked us to send us send you the most terrible villains. Yeah, English is difficult even for the most seasoned speakers. Uh, but look, deep in that list, I still did manage to pull out what I wanted, which was our our favorite, just dumb, silly, the worst villains imaginable that probably will never get a chance on the big screen. We'll get into those a little bit. Let's talk about the heroes for a moment. Unless James Gunn has his way. <laughs> I know, right? Honestly, with that guy, you never know. He put the Weasel Man or whatever into his movies. Or the Polka Dot Man. I just rewatched The Suicide Squad. Yeah. The opening scene on the beach mm. is fantastic. Like, everything you would want to see. Yeah. Nathan um, Fillion's arm ripoff man when he just does the... Yeah. Huh, huh, and both arms pop out and the way they go on the beach... You're and like, him why? just as the arms are being shot apart, he's on the ground just twitching around. His arms are no longer attached. <laughs> um, and so let's though let's let's we'll get into them in a bit. Let's look at the uh, heroes. Uh, so this was kind of easy because uh, there was a yeah. lot of crossover in our individual list. <clears throat> it's, it's safe to say that we can probably settle on four amongst our list that probably cross over with a lot of people's. I mean, number one, easily Iron Man, right? Robert Downey Jr foundation no. of the mcu right i disagree him being number one fine the order doesn't matter <laughs> i'm just saying fine, some of the top best adaptations um i'd also uh think that we could probably all agree on thor chris hemsworth's version of that character i mean you take a campy viking and you're like who's gonna love this character like well let's put chris hemsworth, chris hemsworth into the the costume everybody loves this character yeah it, it's, uh, it's kind of wild accurate. that that's the way it turned out as well. I don't think that yeah. was ever their intention from the first movie. I mean, when you look at the Avengers as a whole, we've talked about this. They went with these properties because that's what they still owned. Yeah. Right? These were the shit characters yeah. that nobody wanted to buy from them. <laughs> the C -team. They had 
Right. They had a guy in a metal suit, a campy old Viking, <laughs> and the greenest, corniest soldier you could ever come across. So much so that he has a giant A on his forehead for his costume. <laughs> right. Um, and these are the foundations yeah. of the MCU that we know today. And somehow they made them all work. And I, I right? would have thought, guessed that Thor would have been the worst adaptation of all of them. Just this Shakespearean Viking. Uh, but it was, of course, I think we have Taika Waititi to thank for uh, really giving Absolutely. him his own his own style. His own voice, his own style. I like it, yeah. All right, this one I know Mike has an opinion on. Uh, Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. Oh, easy. That's, see, there's your number one on your list. <laughs> um, yeah, Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool, like, is... he? he they, they got the guy who managed to pick out the exact... Um, nuance of the character sure. which is have no nuance cuss a lot and be really charming <laughs> so yeah uh they they really nailed it with the casting uh which i think is the the common thread here um thank god for him or someone leaking that test footage whoopsie oh no how did that happen <laughs> guess we'll just have to make a million dollar movie and million dollars. Someone else billion. was on uh, both of your list, uh, and I had a different version of this character, but I think we still uh, agree anyway. Batman, Christian Bale. Personally, I would put Robert Pattinson above him, but I don't disagree that Ew. Bale's Batman is exceptional. You are the only. You, the only reason you put uh, <laughs> Patterson above him is recency bias. Maybe. There's no. There, there's no one on this planet who thinks that he's better than Nolan's Batman. However, rewatching the Nolan films, I don't love them as much as I did in the time. I feel like uh, that third one is a little bit too much up its own ass. Um, Batman, mm -hmm. I don't know, getting over a broken back by spending a, f a couple months in a, a cave is a little well, strange. You know, Eastern medicine is, is wonderful. Yeah. Um, Okay, so let, let's re, let's change that question a little bit. I know you're going to deal with this, the villains. Who do you think has portrayed the worst Batman recently? I'm, I mean, it's Clooney, right? Shit. Okay, I didn't even think yeah. of those ones. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, where, well... You kind of forget about so Batman and Clooney, right? <laughs> because when I think of those movies, I'm like, there was the Keaton Batman movies... There was the Christian Bale Batman movies. There was the Ben Affleck <laughs> yeah, Batman. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, in between just that we forget about. We just yeah. block them out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you you did say recently, and I did say recently. Neither of those two are recent. Um, and I think, although he looked so cool in the suit, Ben Affleck was one of the worst Batmans. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> well, I mean, but that's not even that's not necessarily even his fault. I mean. They, again, it was the dialogue he was given. It right? was the yeah. movie as well. Uh... Yeah, and the movie, the, like the movies, were written off before they even came out. Yeah, like he, he was done playing Batman before he played Batman. Yeah, yeah, he wrote them off too, right? Like, yeah, everybody did, rightly so, because they're garbage. He, yeah, he never got a fair <laughs> shot, and I, that's I think, and that's yeah. why the best they could do is Robert Pattinson oh. for the next one, because no um, one was willing to play I Batman. I really after enjoyed that. Robert Pattinson. Yeah, good you, old Robbie. You guys are weird. Look, and I that's think, true. I, I mean, think I've in never the right that. scenario, Ben Affleck could have been one of the favorite Batman. 
in the right scenario. He could have. Right. He had the look. The yeah. fight scenes were amazing. Mm-hmm. And then he opens his mouth. <laughs> he should have been the one to direct it. We should have. Um, no, he should have. No, oh, he, he should have. have. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I agree. You're right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we could totally have done it as well. But uh, I mean, I guess Ben Affleck would have been a second choice. It's funny choice. how Batman has taken up most of our discussion because he really is the one that is will forever be constantly debated by fans and geeks. Oh yeah, yeah. It's I mean, so Eagle played it's, him. It's, it's it's the DC versus Marvel. On the DC side, it's who's the best Batman. On yeah. the Marvel side, who's the best Spider Man? That's it. That's a hundred percent it. No matter what, you can always uh, expect. Th- there's two constants in in the world of movie making. It's that. Batman and Spider-Man will make all the money in the world all the time. They've never so failed. So now we to need a team money. up movie. <laughs> What's that? Now we need a team up movie. Batman and Spider-Man? Yeah. Batman oh, Jesus. and Spider-Man. That'll, that'll first break the five billion dollar movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh let's move it into I guess multiverse. the second part of of this discussion today. Uh one that uh is going to probably be a little more interesting. So, we've talked about our favorite live action comic book movie heroes. These ones were easy choices. Um, but let's shift gears and look at some villains who haven't had their chance to shine on the big screen, or should we say are lurking in the shadows. These terrible villains might not be the most popular or well-known, but they have the potential to create some maybe truly memorable movie moments given the right adaptation. Uh, From bizarre powers to outrageous costumes, these dastardly evildoers have a lot to offer, and we can't help but wonder how they might fare against our beloved heroes. I had a lot of time to write this yesterday. Oh, I thought it was just ChatGPT doing the work for you again. I spent a lot of time on this yesterday. As I'm reading this, I'm like, wow, I really, really got to my own ass on this. Anyway. Prepare, uh, fair mortals, for the vanquishing (laughs) of your dreams as we present. (laughs) So without further ado, then, let's dive into the weird and wild world of unadapted comic book villains. Best of the worst. The first one I want to talk about, this one was on Dave's list, and I didn't even think about it. Dr. Horrible. Dr. Horrible. Absolutely. Oh, Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> He's just He was the, the first thing worst. that came to mind. He's just a terrible villain. But He's you a terrible love villain. him, and you cheer God, for him. God, you just want him to... You're cheering on the destruction of this town. <laughs> yeah. Just so... Just so, you know... Uh, what is his name? Billy? Just oh, a little Billy maybe. can get the girl. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I've never cheered against Nathan Fillion before or since. <laughs> you had to put the disclaimer out there in case he's listening and he goes, Dave. In case he's listening, Nate, I don't want you to be upset. I. You might have a photo of you and him <laughs> in your background, but he also has one of you and him as well. Of course he does. I send it to him every Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, this was another one from Dave's list. Uh, Condiment King. Condiment King. <laughs> I love yes. Condiment What's that King. From? I like so he was on my list just, too. When you're just talking about villains, yeah. the in the Lego Batman movie, yes. they do such a great job of just you know what? Let's just pull back the curtain. It's already a silly movie. Let's pull back the curtain. Let's tell you about some of this rogues gallery that yeah. Batman goes up against. And they just start running down the list. And then the, the, the disclaimer right at the end is, no, these are all true villains. They weren't just made up for this movie right now. They existed in the comics and we've pulled them from. And of course, Condiment King. Condiment King. I mean, 
Uh, he, he's, do, he has condiments. He has condiment, condiment guns. He has a weapon. He, he, he has shoots, a condiment gun. He shoots ketchup and mustard. Yeah. <laughs> and that is awesome. <laughs> what? Like he's DC. I think. Why? Why have yeah. they not made a franchise around this character? This seems like this would be a brilliant character to have. Um, I had to go. That. Yeah. Sorry, you just yeah. gave me and hopefully James Gunn a brilliant idea. That's the series we need. About like it's like a, a supervillain support group about them trying to make it and just not like it's guys like Condiment King. Like you know, I tried to to stop the the bank truck the other day. Uh, I put some ketchup on the wheels just so they would spin out. They'd lose control. Oh, no. And wouldn't you know it? The fucking flash shows yes. up. And before I know it, I got a pickle in my mouth. And I got, or, <laughs> right. Sure. Maybe he just wants to do good. Right, and he th he's this is through condiments, but he uh, he's thought of as bad. I was thinking more of like them trying to support each other, be better villains. Yeah, kind of like in Wreck It Ralph when they're talking about like just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you're a bad guy. It's the <laughs> other way. They're like, no, no, no. Next time, take out the tires first. Spray condiment <laughs> juice. All we'll call it condiment <laughs> juice. Why not everywhere so that if he shows up, he's gonna slip when he tries to go. to stop you. Right. Right. Smart. There you go. That, oh, right. a training course. A training course. It's like a, a training, training course. course for villains. Oh God, Jesus. for villains. For just the worst villains. All right. So oh. I think uh, I think this next one, and this one was solely from my list, and I had to dig real deep to find this one. Um, maybe she, I, she uh, could be part of this group. Asbestos lady. Asbestos lady. Yeah, like as in causing you know, destruction the, problems the, harmful, the world over. Yeah, as in the harmful product asbestos that causes a variety of illnesses. Asbestos lady. Uh, she is from old timey Marvel comics. She fought against the original Human Torch, who was like a robot android thing, like before the actual Human Torch from the Fantastic Four. Uh, Hold on. Yeah. Sorry, I had to Google her. Has she been? Her name's Vic Victoria Murdoch. Okay. What's Daredevil's name? Matt Murdoch. Do you think there's a connection there? I don't know. That's. <laughs> I mean, if I... not, that seems like a lazy. Uh... Murdoch. Also, like I guess we'll find out in the next season of She-Hulk. Murdoch kind of sounds like a standard like seventies. Yeah, last it could be name. a Smith. But like, if you're okay, sure, but. <clears throat> To name two of your characters with the same last name is a little bit. Yeah. So Asbestos Lady's thing is Lazy. that she just has an asbestos suit so that she can survive flame attacks. That's about it. While slowly dying of cancer. Um, I'm, yes. If you think about it, that's no different than the other villains that are like, I'm Radiation Man. Because all you're doing is poisoning the world around you. You're poisoning the air around you, right? That's what the Abestus lady was doing as well. Yeah. She also has so a no, gun. It just doesn't sound as gritty or as dangerous as like radiation. It's asbestos. I'm like That sounds like a maintenance issue, not a villain. Right. Yeah. Right. They call the asbestos lady, essentially. Call is the what asbestos you're lady. For the maintenance. Oh, yeah, do we sure. do we need to get this cleaned up? No, we need to hire her to take out some superheroes. All right. And oh, <laughs> I swapped those numbers. So for our fourth one, um, this was the one that killed me when Mike suggested it. And uh, it's weird. And we're going with it. Uh, it's Batman from the 
the killing, killing joke. joke. I had to look up at my Batman. list of movies which one. Batman from uh, The Killing Joke, the animated adaptation, not the actual comic book. The one this where, the one. in order to pad out the story and give Batgirl more to do instead of just just being shot. Oh, the look on Dave's face. He's like, oh, oh that's the that time, time when she uh, has sex with Batman on a rooftop after a patrol. Yeah, that <laughs> where Batman, never had to happen. Where Batman groomed his own adoptive daughter right? to having sex with him. So this is an evil timeline, Batman. Uh, and you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, voice. But God, what did he do Conway. to Robin? Robin isn't let out of the cave. He's just a little gimp in the cave. Oh, God. <laughs> Come on out, boy wonder. Um, okay. <clears throat> so, look, we've uh, let, let's move on to part three of today's episode. So we've explored uh, briefly our favorite live action comic book heroes. We've delved into a little bit of untapped potential for some of the terrible villains yet to be adapted. <laughs> uh, let's let's ta- let's face them off. Um, I've paired them off uh, leading oh, into no. this. Um, oh, I no. want us to imagine the hypothetical <laughs> scenarios where they must do battle with each other. What if we brought these villains into the universe that these heroes we discussed inhabit? We're going to go backwards and we're going to start at the end here. We're going to first look at uh, Batman. Um, uh, you know... We've seen Kevin Conroy produce Batman in live action, uh, the, the mm-hmm. Irreverse Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. Um, and unfortunately, like I said, he had the misfortune to voice this this uh, killing joke this animated iteration. Batman. Yeah. I'm going to call him S.A. Batman, Sexual Assault Batman. Um, how, how do we think he would, would fare in the Nolanverse if he showed up one day in Christopher Nolan's Gotham and, and gritty voice Christian Bale... Um, I don't wear hockey pads. What if he walked up and uh, met Mr. Uh, take advantage of young women on a rooftop, <laughs> Batman? Starts with, I don't wear hockey pads. No, but you could, young bat. Let me show you, as he strokes his cheek, <laughs> let me show you uh, how we can master the night together. Wow. So he would, you think he would immediately get into uh, a sexual assault <laughs> mode with Batman himself? Just I mean, it sounds like in. that's his vibe, right? If we're going, if we're going with S.A. Batman, that's his move. It is. He's going to try to like. No one knows you the way I do, Bruce. <laughs> oh, um, something I thought I of. know you inside and out. <laughs> so okay, so on the opposite end, I kind of feel Batman Bale's Batman. He's a more. He's obviously a very grounded kind of Batman. He's a more appeal to your humanity kind of Batman. I kind of feel like him. his first move, uh, knowing that he's up against another Batman who has the same kind of physical combat skills and gadgets, is try to find just a way to reason with them, right? Discover the cause of his evil nature. Do you think he could talk this guy down? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure if he wants to. Like, Batman has trained himself to do various things. Granted, in the Nolan movies, I don't think we've seen a lot of negotiation talk I, oh, I I would disagree I feel like that's <clears throat> that's Bale's Batman's first go-to he like he tries to talk to Bane he tries to talk to Rachel Ghoul. he tries to talk to Talia okay. before he starts punching people in the face and I saw that more not as to like talk them out of it it's more of like what do I need to know before I kick <laughs> your ass 
all right, you know what? Maybe so. What, Maybe what you're bombs right. do you have waiting that I don't know about that when I knock you out, I'm not going to be able to ask you? Okay, so here's something to think of. So even though they might have the same gadgets, I bet you yeah. SA Batman has like weird twisted versions of them. And so he oh, might he's got like to discover a, what those are before engaging in combat, right? Is that what you're thinking? He's got a batarang mask that wraps around your face and applies chloroform. <laughs> it's a oh, mask. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, that's that's just wrong. <laughs> I mean, accurate, uh, but, but like but wrong. To, to to that uh, to to your thought, Ryan, about him taking the negotiation approach. We'll just call him the, the Bale's Batman. Um, yeah. Or um, he would start trying to figure out where their timelines diverge Ooh. right because this is an alternate version of himself yeah and clearly something happened to this other batman that would give him these more aggressive tendencies and look for these types of victims yeah <laughs> um so he would start talking him through that and being like trying to figure out where did they split where did that split happen maybe uh, when the parents were shot in the alley, that's not where it ended for the S.A. Batman. Maybe then, what was the guy's name? Tom Cool? The, uh, the villain? Uh, chill. Joe Chill? Joe Chill Tom was cool. not as chill. <laughs> Tom Cool, Joe Chill. Come on, I mean, it could have been any ice villain. Um, that's close. <clears throat> and uh, so he took, he tried to take the uh, the the beads yep. uh, sure. and then proceeds... Uh, hold, while holding the father at gunpoint, proceeds to do what he wants oh, no. with the mother first, oh, no. and then the gun goes off when he moves to the sun. Oh my goodness! And then that sort of solidifies in Batman's mind as a Batman as like this is power over people. This is power over people. Ah oh, fuck! So then what does Bale is do? Fear about it? over people. Right. So okay. So so you're right. Bale's Batman's very much about fear. Right. What was your my yeah. fear? So he figures this out about him in their in their tit a tat their battle of wits um at some point he's gotta throw a punch to subdue him does he maybe does he maybe go in for a little grope himself is it well is it the emotional punch he goes for he just holds him he's he does like the oh. robin williams from matt from goodwill hunt and he just holds him and he's like it's not your fault oh it's okay see i and knew this him. would wrap up in a really emotional resolution <laughs> whether or not uh, the SA Batman responds to these types of feelings because I mean it's going to take more than five minutes in a dark alley or a rooftop to get through a lot of your issues, especially if you've been carrying it with you for so long. Yeah. I don't say this out of experience; I'm just assuming. <laughs> <clears throat> um, All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I, like this. I think he would try to go there. If that doesn't work, then he's going off the building. He's like, I'm not going to have you sully my name. You yeah. Just, and this, yeah. We're not even worried about the ankles. You're going head first. <laughs> and that's and that's where I was going from. I I don't think that, um, I don't think that that there would be much talking. Um, I can't see Christian Bale Batman being okay with. Like as soon as as soon as he hears through the grapevine that this other Batman's, you know, been been grooming children for years, um, I feel like that would be the end of any collaboration. Um, it's just punching, and, punching time, eh? And yeah, then he cancels and, his upcoming call with his meeting with uh, Robin. He's like, I don't think. Yeah, I know, meet. right? I don't think I can help you. Um, 
I've and seen where this can go. To prison type thing. This is, he's, he's Batman. He puts the other Batman in Arkham pretty fast, I think. How? He can't. Because then he has to give away the identity of Bruce Wayne. Oh, yeah, that's true. He is Bruce Wayne. Actually, no. That, that helps. Because... Oh, the identity. The secret identity thing. Because, cause, yeah. Okay. Cause yeah, he, yeah. He gives him up and it's like, hey, this guy looks like Bruce Wayne. And then... Nice. The... the, the Batman goes, yeah, but it's obviously not Bruce Wayne because Bruce Wayne's over in. You know, it's funny that that's the perfect. And they head over to Wayne Tower, and there's Batman gets there first, obviously, and Bruce Wayne walks out. (laughs) That's like, see, I look nothing like that guy. He's just got the same name. No, or this is the perfect opportunity to live a life permanently as Batman. He can throw Bruce Wayne into Arkham. Into Arkham. Yeah, but he needs he needs Bruce Wayne's money to be Batman. Yeah. He needs Bruce Wayne's money yeah, yeah. and access. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? I think those are both some very interesting uh, takes on how that fight would go down. Let's move on to our next one. I thought it would be fun to pit uh, Deadpool against Asbestos Lady. <laughs> because I well, kind of feel like uh, De- Deadpool, when he sees her, would immediately uh, uh, miss, like would just misjudge her and be like this is this is stupid um he would immediately come into cracking jokes about her very dated and peculiar choice of identity uh and underestimate her well but i mean he he can't possibly under underestimate her she can't hurt him okay so uh she does have guns and they shoot fire because that's her whole thing starting fires and then walking on in with her asbestos suit (laughs) But he so, fire, fire is not his thing fire doesn't hurt him because right just... and i would see like he would whoop off the mask he'd be like i've done this road i've i've played this I... game before trust me it doesn't bother me and then he would pull out his own flamethrower and be like how long do you think the asbestos will hold up and then just let it go on her okay yeah, so go. she's a little nimble though good uh she she maybe has some acrobatics she can acrobatic yeah. out of the way and just bombard him because she has two guns with fire and just to fully but... light him up and he's yeah, just that, taking that it, be... just aiming the flamethrower, following her around, burning down the whole building if he needs to, along with the asbestos that's in the rafters. And just Ryan, to the, take like, her out. Okay, Ryan, you're 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 walking down the street and some guy comes up to mug you and he pulls out two water guns and you only have one water gun. Do you think you can survive his two water guns longer than he can survive your one water gun? Like here's, here's it doesn't the make thing. a difference. They're fucking water here, here's guns. Here's the thing though. I'm not Deadpool, and the person with water gun isn't Asbestos Lady. We're talking what Deadpool would do when met with Asbestos Lady. So I think the idea is they know who each other are immediately. Um, And I don't think, I think he would just start cracking jokes. He wouldn't be able to stop himself. A woman named Asbestos Lady wearing an asbestos suit who's going to get more cancer than he has. Like, he's going to be throwing that out at there. He won't, like, see her attack coming. He won't have the first attack. He doesn't, okay, but you're missing my point. Uh, my point was, you aren't Asbestos Lady or Deadpool, which is why I switched it to water guns. I'm trying to say that flames are ineffective against Deadpool. Yeah, I, so she yeah. can attack him first all she wants. He's going to keep cracking jokes because the flames are going to have no negative effect yeah. on him. It would be like someone shooting you with a water right, gun. Which is why I think the matchup is perfect, because he would just be standing there on fire laughing. At yeah. the absurdity. Yeah, but, he probably wouldn't even but, be able to get a joke out. He would look at the camera and try. And he's like, I can't with this lady. Right. And then <laughs> and then after a few minutes, he would get bored. And then he would pull out his gun and shoot her. Yeah. And since 
asbestos isn't bulletproof, she would die. Yeah. So this would be a very short fight. Yeah. Um, Deadpool would crack some jokes. He would laugh himself silly. He might pee his pants a little bit. That would be embarrassing. <laughs> he would. But, um, he'd go, I peed a little bit. <laughs> and then he would pull out his gun and he would get annoyed, pull out his gun, shoot her once, and that would be the end of the fight. Do you think maybe... Sorry, Dave, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't think he'd go for uh, bullets. I think he would return because she's all about like, oh, fire. And I've been um, purple for fire. And after cracking jokes and having her kind of just keep nipping at him and stuff, he's like, all right, let's see if all of you is flame proof. Take one of her guns and then point it in her face. Oh, God. Because she doesn't wear a mask. No. Now, this is Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. I kind of feel like he might want to maybe be buddies with her, do you think? Do you think maybe he would see... uh, see a flame lady and his flame retardant body uh, might be a perfect combo for like, I don't know, Robin Banks or something. Mm, He's not really a bank robber this one though, is he? Ryan Reynolds Deadpool. <laughs> He's no, more he of a stand-up he... for the small person. Yeah, yeah, he wants, he thinks slash wants to be a good guy. Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't, he wouldn't go and rob <clears throat> a bank for fun. I, he, yeah. He would get annoyed. He would kill her. They would move on. I um, I don't, I don't think that's a great matchup. I, I just couldn't think. Of, I I kind of thought it'd be. I would want to see this. The jokes are there. The jokes write themselves. I think I mean, this would be a sure, great. But that doesn't mean they're good jokes. Okay, but like, okay, so, but no matter who I pair up against, Deadpool, they die in five minutes. It's Deadpool. Incorrect. Nothing can beat him. So that's why you, I put I the silly the, lady against him. And I am upset because I gave you the perfect answer. Uh, and you, chose you, you gave me one that already exists in live action, which I was trying to avoid here. And I, I should have stopped oh, you at the time. Oh, okay. Um, but I didn't. You, you also, one of Mike's proposals for a villain was uh, the Deadpool from Wolverine Origins. Ah, uh, yes. And I think that Deadpool versus the MCU Deadpool would actually be a pretty good fight and would be hilarious and would have tons of jokes and would have all the things that you're looking for. So didn't we see that at the end scene of one of the movies? He walks in and shoots him in the head. So what I'm trying to do here is kind of, though, bring these unadapted characters into adaptation. So when I, you know, into the MCU, because Daredevil is or Deadpool is MCU now. Um, maybe she has under her asbestos, maybe she has like bulletproof uh, layer because asbestos kills. So she probably wouldn't actually have asbestos against her skin. Um, I mean, asbestos against your skin isn't harmful. It's when you breathe it in. So yeah, true. You'd have to I have feel it. like, sorry, go ahead, Mike. You'd have to, well, I'm trying to think how you'd have to wear it. So if you put the body armor on the outside, sure then the body armor would catch on fire and you would die. If you put the body armor on the inside, then when the bullet hits, it would have to go through the asbestos, turning the asbestos into vapor. And like you breathe it in. Yeah. There's dust, no way around you breathe it in asbestos and you killing you. I mean, I feel like the only way asbestos lady could work out is if she also had been um, messed with by whatever the guy, I forget his name, um, and the racist lady. I forget their characters. Um, and, and the guy and the was... racist lady. Sure, them. You <laughs> know, that should have been on our list of villains. You know, that guy and the racist lady. Um, all right, well, let's move <laughs> but... on to the next uh, pair <clears throat> Hold on. Okay. 
Uh, just when you were talking about uh, like this is a part of the MCU, um, I I so I was trying to wrap the entire story around that. So this was one of the first attempts by uh, Lady Hydra. Okay. Like when she was starting her Dark Avengers, she's like, ah, let's try this. You're a best. You're a asbestos lady. Go out there and cause some shit. <laughs> And just sends her out, and this is like the the post credit scene of a Deadpool movie, and it's her going, "I've got this. I'm not going to let you down." Goes out, gets cut up, uh, both emotionally and then literally uh, by Deadpool. Because yeah, as you say, it's going to be hilarious for about five minutes, and then the fight's over. Oof. Yeah, and it's brutal for whoever has to be on the other end of Deadpool at any given time. Um, I suppose another option I could have paired against him was Condiment King, but I thought he might be best against Thor. Condiment uh, Chris King Hemsworth's Thor? Thor, you know, he is a very uh, uh, comedic and good-natured kind of Thor. I think he, when he is walking down the street and a guy <laughs> comes up to him and says, Fear me, I am the Condiment King. He would just start laughing uh, and have no response. I don't know. I think he'd respond. I think it would be a lot of like, uh, because like, the condiment king jumps out and hits him both barrels. Yeah, sure. One right? has ketchup, I, one has mustard. I, one has mustard, and Thor's immediate reaction was, oh, come on, man. What are you doing? This is going to stain. Yeah, right. You're right. What are you worried about uh, this cake? <laughs> just. I, I just I, had this cleaned. I got the blood out of it and everything. <laughs> I feel like you have to you have to quantify which part of the timeline we're talking about for Thor. Uh, let's go like because if this in your prime Thor, which is I think post uh, Endgame, um, he's back in shape again. Because uh, I feel like I feel like if you go for the out of shape Thor, then when he jumps out with both barrels blasting, I, I feel like Thor is happy because now he has ketchup and mustard for his hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he'd definitely enlist him as as a buddy. He's, he'd just keep him around. He'd be like, you know what? You're just going to stick with me. They walk over to a hot dog vendor. Uh, he yes. buys 10 hot dogs and looks at him. He's like, what do you have? Yeah. Well, I got ketchup and I got mustard. I'm like, and? and yeah, <laughs> what else? Like, right. <laughs> you're the king. Come on, man. We got 10 dogs here. <laughs> he might even help him come up with like n new condiments. Some other toppings. Yeah. Yeah. Like let's he goes, hold on, let's see. What do we need to make a gun of relish? You know, how big does the valve need to be? Um and let's get that's a what, that's when Loki start. walks in. He's like, Have you considered a garlic aioli? Yeah. <laughs> Some people would <laughs> Um in, start in an actual fight, I feel the... like he would just whip out uh Mjolnir Stormbreaker and kind of do the spinny wind thing. And so as the condiments are shooting at him, just they just blow away. right back at Condiment King and anyone else. Yeah. But then he would he would have a like, if they met in the middle of the street, the entire street would be just covered in condiments as they're sprayed. And like one side Everywhere. of the street is red from ketchup, the other side of the street is yellow from mustard. And Thor's the only <laughs> one standing there with nothing on him. And he knocks the guy down, puts Mjolnir on his chest, and that's when he goes to the, the hot dog stand. Because he's like, well, I'm going to get a bite to eat anyway. Yeah. You might as well wait here. I'll go. <laughs> he comes back, takes the guns, and uses it to, to dress the dogs. 
Do you do you remember Iron Man two? I think <clears throat> it is uh, Iron Man sitting in a giant donut at a coffee shop. Maybe there's yes. like a giant hot dog sign, <laughs> and maybe he like takes it down, takes the hot dog out of it, puts Condiment King in, and uses his super strength to wrap him up and delivers him oh, nice. as a hot dog to the police. <laughs> Covered in ketchup and mustard. Covered in ketchup and mustard. <laughs> All right, very good. Drops him off. Said, "Sorry, no onions." let's um let's move on from some of these silly ones our last one here actually it's silly in its own right uh we're talking about robert downey jr's iron man versus dr horrible oh i mean poor billy (laughs) i think this would be a good face up off because dr horrible is about gadgets he is about right? gadgets, about fancy yeah, yep, technology. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, sh- shrink and grow guns, uh, uh, freeze guns. Um, what else does he have? Um, does he have he remotely like, controls he a vehicle? Yeah, he remotely controls a vehicle. I'm sure he would make jet boots if they had a bigger budget on that show. Yeah. Um, he's he's uh, like an Iron Man in the making in a way, just without the money, <laughs> without the money or resources. <laughs> I feel like this is this one's going to be. Iron Man is just going to take pity on him. Right? Right? Like, But I feel like Dr. Horrible... There's no way Tony's... Yeah. Tony Stark's going to try and hire him. Right? Because Dr. Horrible would come in very eager to prove himself at all times. Right? That's his thing. I want to be a formidable villain. Um, He has a ton of inventions. Some don't work well. Some others do. They might, at first, catch Iron Man a bit off guard. But you're right. I think he would pity him, but also, yeah, want to hire him. Like you got some great ideas here, kid. Let's yeah. uh, let's move you to R and D. I would. So from the sing along blog, yeah, um, I get the feeling that Doctor Horrible isn't one to put himself out there right away. Mm. He's fine with working from the shadows as he works things out. True. So I think with Iron Man, one of the first things he'd do it would be raid his trash, <laughs> just pulling whatever tech he can. Right. It might not be good enough for Iron Man, but I can make something of it. Modify a lot of this tech. Maybe even uh, swap out, if he could, some of Iron Man's stuff with some of this rejected stuff that he's modified. Yeah. You know what? If he can get his hands on like a damaged, uh, what are they called? The Iron Man. Arc reactor? No, the Iron Man drones. Um, Oh, yeah. Right. They're, They're like in Sokovia in Age of Ultron and they're telling people, don't worry, stay back. We have the area under control. And one gets right. damaged. Um, imagine if he like manages to get his hands on one of those and then maybe refurbishes it and using his his remote control uh, tech, suddenly he's got himself his own Iron Man drone that he can pit against Iron Man himself. And he'd probably use that Ooh. to distract Iron Man mm-hmm. while he then goes to raid the armory. So like where the <laughs> real suits are. Right, sure. <clears throat> Uh, but I, I do uh, I do think that there's at some point, obviously, Iron Man's vastly superior technology, you know, repulsor beams and yeah. shit like that would uh, would kind of counter whatever Dr. Horrible can throw at him. But eventually, oh, yeah. I think he'd probably try to move to a more redemption encouraging method of talking to Dr. Horrible. Like, you don't have to be a villain. Look at what you can do. Look what you have done. I mean, it wasn't, I didn't break a sweat, but you almost had me. (laughs) (laughs) You got some good ideas. Yeah. And then turn them, uh, turn them good. That's the hope. I think I'd really love to actually see this one of all of them. Um, Dr. Harwell at Iron Man. Neil Patrick Harris in the MCU. 
as Dr. Horrible. And I feel he, like that could actually happen. Like that of all right. these, this is the one that would, would does actually make the most sense. Yeah. And even from the character development point, like Dr. Horrible was horrible because no one would give him the time of day. <laughs> if he's got someone like Tony Stark, like, Hey, you know, let's talk about this and blah, 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 blah. That would solve that problem. And he wouldn't have to be Dr. Horrible anymore. He could go back to being Dr. H. <laughs> now, with um, just just say Neil Patrick Harris in the MCU, if it wasn't Doctor Horrible, if it was Neil Patrick Harris cast as a villain into the MCU, where would you want to put him? Do you want to put him in a throwaway something, or do you want to make him like an extra? extra it is big kind of bag? surprising that he's not in anything yet. Like he kind yeah. of is perfect for these for this world. To be I honest, I really with you. hoped that they were going to use him in DC as the Riddler. Because he would be an amazing Riddler, <laughs> playful, but devious and sinister, right? I want to see him play the bad guy in a Deadpool movie and have him be a big bad into the MCU. So, like, the Deadpool movie that ties Deadpool into the MCU is Neil Patrick Harris as the bad guy type thing. Like, the next big bad. That would be I... great. Because those two, those two going at it, verbally would be almost as good as any fight scene that they could put together in CGI. Yeah. I, I, I have an idea oh. and it would be a lot of CGI. <laughs> what do you got? Oh, actually, no, I have a different <laughs> idea. Um, the first idea that I went to when you said uh, to have that banter and stuff was with CGI, having Neil Patrick Harris voice Mojo. Yeah. Do you guys remember sure. Mojo? Yeah. yeah. Like Mojo, that, the, uh, the, right? uh, <clears throat> in that case, the make interdimensional him, game yeah, host, yeah. essentially. No, ma make him <clears throat> arcade. That's where, and then that's where my mind went yes. to because I was like, no, arcade. arcade. Arcade would be the better. Um, and better you know fit what? For the him. MCU is kind of the place that would do arcade well. Yes, he would. Yes, they would. Oh my God, he could have modified the Sokovian ruins. Yeah. To be his own his little battleground. Battleground. His own danger room. Danger and then room. we have our yeah. tie-in. To the X Men, I'm like, we've got one at home. Oh, the lines are flowing. We got them. <laughs> oh, if we're give, okay, we don't have any casting for X Men. He would make a great Hank McCoy, Beast, outside of his outside of his furry form, before he transforms into Beast. Yeah, he's got the I, doctor I don't know thing. Why, Maybe that's I... the only reason I went there. Anyway, I think we've gone on long enough for today. Uh, this has been a wonderful journey that you two have joined me on. I really. That was fun. Uh, yeah, I think we had some fun exploring our favorite live-action comic book movie heroes, delving into the untapped potential of terrible villains yet to be adapted, and we witnessed some truly epic showdowns. So thank you for joining me on this journey today, Mike. Thanks for having and me. And Dave... It has most definitely been popular. It has today. indeed. And to our audience, listeners, you know, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the heroes, villains, and the battles we've discussed today. Which live-action comic book movie heroes are your favorites? Are there any terrible villains you'd love to see adapted to the big screen? And how do you think these hypothetical showdowns would play out? Join the conversation by reaching out to us, uh, only one place really, contact at thirdrealpodcast.com. You can email us. We'd love to hear from you. The email is also in the show notes. So thanks for coming, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.